The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. That went over really well. Did it? Yeah. It's, there's a new um, a new station starting up in town. Which one? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say actually. Oh, just kidding. Um, no, no, that's that's all good. Um, <clears throat> it's how a are AM, they getting money? AM station. Well, uh, they're uh, supposed to be like an ethnic station, I think. Okay, so, so there's a lot of government kind of stuff. I don't actually know. Actually, you know, like there's I have no information other than there's a new one. Yeah, and and there were questions that they wanted to ask, <laughs> especially once they heard that that we'd set up set up this there was some talk about um potentially having people here no no not at all about uh about me consulting on their new build because they're they're building a new they probably took over some office spaces or something right okay and they want to build uh they want to build a couple of control rooms yeah um and uh, like a voiceover booth type of thing. And then of course some office space. But I imagine, <clears throat> I imagine it's like simpler version of what CJSR is. If you guys have been in there, yeah. I've never been in any radio station. Oh really? Really? Mm-hmm. I dig radio stations. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to work at them. I did. <laughs> Where yeah. I work, we're like a sponsor of the local mm-hmm. university station, CJSW in Calgary. Yep. Or at least I don't know if it's like specifically a sponsorship, but we're like CJSW friends, and so we give people discounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's um, pretty sure that's a form of sponsorship. Yeah, but yeah. CJSR here in Edmonton does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have friends of CJSR, and um, and as like if you're a if you're a subscribing not a subscribing member, if you're a donating member, then you get that membership card to CJSR, which entitles you to discounts at a lot of businesses that sponsor and yeah. run ads and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think we don't run ads or anything, but I don't think any cafe runs ads. Mostly like franchises. Yeah, it's a it's a good I mean it's a good basic marketing strategy. If you can main if you can afford it, because mm-hmm. radio is expensive for my business anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and if the um and if you can maintain the ads over the long term. That's a key to a radio campaign is, mm-hmm. is you have to maintain the ads. People are always talking about, like, in the advertising industry anyways, how, like, oh, radio's dying or TV's dying because the internet exists. But as long as you have, like, your demographics still listening to that media or tuning into that media somehow, it's totally viable. But that's the thing yeah. is um, one of the major one of the major radio corporations down in the States, iHeartRadio, mm, yeah. they're on the verge of bankruptcy. And they own... 200 plus stations in the states and no. a handful of stations in canada a handful of stations in, in australia um yeah it's 
I'm a CBC I radio addict, like, so. Well, and, and and the CBC radio model is is different because it's, it's public. It well, not only is it public, but it's mm-hmm. it's government funded, mm-hmm. right? So our tax dollars actually go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, radio, uh, CBC radio is pretty cool. Specifically, their setup in West Edmonton Mall is it's pretty nice. In West Ed, yeah, uh, right next city, to city, city center. City, the no, CBC is in City Center. Yeah, it's oh. um, but there's a radio station in yeah, West Ed. It's, uh, um, Newcast, New, Newcap, Newcast Radio, Newcap, Newcap, whatever. <laughs> That's right. I didn't even remember. Until you <laughs> yeah. said it, and I was like, "No, you're yeah. wrong." I aren't, know what it is now. <laughs> aren't you guys like the radio people? And I remembered what it was called. I'm not a radio person. <laughs> whatever, your audio people. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not an audio person. Shit, radio in Edmonton. <laughs> as a rule, radio in Edmonton is pretty pathetic. Aw, that's it's, sad. Well, it's... CJSR is doing fine. everybody fighting... Fair enough. The, again, university the, well, just publicly funded. Yeah, they're, they're publicly funded. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... Grants and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Um, CJSR is really... Is really great when you find the show you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. But just about all the shows that I want to listen to, I can't listen to because I'm working during those hours. Yeah, my right? favorite show I've ever encountered on that, I don't even know if it's still on, but is... Um, Heavy metal lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it? Oh, yeah. sick! When, uh, During what, lunch. What? What? Wait. What day? What time? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't live in the city anymore. Maybe it's Thursday at twelve till like one or two. Nice. We have Google to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I have listened to it. But that's great. That that's the that's the challenge with um with radio. Or, or, or like like a public radio station like that where it's all show based and every show is drastically different from the next. It's hard to maintain a listenership to the station, though it's easy to maintain a listenership to the show, mm. right? Podcasts. That's why podcasts are so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, podcasts are on the rise for replacing radio. Essentially, I don't think they'll ever replace radio, but oh, I, think I know be, they won't. They'll be. The radio is going to get into a smaller, yeah, um, well, niche market. Even even back in two thousand nine, um, when I left radio, we were talking that that over. You know, we figured it would happen by now, but radio would basically collapse in on itself and largely become syndicated broadcasts that play music. Not maybe syndicated is not the right thing, but. You know, it'd be like a like a like a DJ in Winnipeg that has the afternoon show on twelve different stations across Canada. You know, uh, that's probably what it's going to be. And then and then all the local content would largely be would largely be talk shows and call in shows and that kind of stuff because those still have those still have significant appeal. Um, I mean, I yeah. I tune into news as often as I can because I want local news and I can't find a podcast. This is my, this is my beef with podcasts. I can't find, find a professional podcast that does a news style show specifically at the local Edmonton level. Now there are great podcasts that talk news like news wired and um, high level showdown and, and they talk current events and that kind of thing, but it's weekly. Yeah. And it's not specifically news. And you know, with I mean with any with any podcast whatever it's it's such a hit and miss for sound quality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, I've been thinking of emailing some guys that of podcasts that I've been listening to lately and being like, hey, send me your tracks. I'll edit them. Right? Why not? You should totally do that. Yeah. And make them not sound like you're talking in a hand or whatever. <laughs> well, my favorite podcast is live, so I can't. It's do. called live? No, it is like it's live in front of an audience. And oh, so yeah. depending on what venue they're in. But see, but, but see, that's sometimes that's it's no trash. excuse for bad audio. Oh no, not right, at all. But but the audio, the audio quality of a live show is usually usually still pretty good. Mm, some of them are pretty bad. Like you can hear the mic peaking and stuff like that. It's uh-huh. ooh. Yeah, well, it's just an engineer not doing his job. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Well, or or I mean, they're it's it's bare bones, bare bones setup. And they don't have an engineer involved. No, they have well, like yeah. This That's is a what I've Jay and Silent Bob get old. Oh, the yeah. podcast. They and only so, do that. They only do that live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's only live in front of an audience, and they usually sell out whatever venue they're at. Yeah. So they definitely have the budget for it, but just like sometimes they're subject the people, to yeah. whatever but, hall. But yeah. they're mm-hmm. they're gonna do. They are. Um, they're still that's still pretty good quality compared to the amateur ones. Right. Uh, comparatively, it's better. Does he still? Uh, um, uh, Kevin Smith. No, Jason Muse. Mews. Does he still tell his like sex story of the week type of thing? Yeah. 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 Oh, love that podcast. Yeah. I die. It's so good. I look like I, an idiot on the highway, laughing my ass off in the I'm, car. <laughs> I'm I'm so hit or I'm so hit or miss with them. Like I listened to Smodcast religiously. It was mm-hmm. single handedly the thing that got me into podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of sound quality, you want to be right on the mic when you're talking. I'm chewy. Just, yeah, just saying. <laughs> um, but yes, Modcast single-handedly got me into it. But when <clears throat> when Mosier couldn't be there, and more often that was the case, mm-hmm. um, it just it just kind of went downhill. And 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 not 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 downhill. It just became less interesting to me. Um. And so I stopped listening. Yeah, Scott Moser and uh, Kevin Smith bouncing off each other is pretty amusing. Yeah, yeah, and specifically those two. Like, yeah. I like Kevin Smith um, when he's talking to a crowd. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's a good by himself crowd speaker. But when he's when he's having certain conversations with certain people, you know, there's most of it I just don't enjoy as much. Especially the older he gets, the more he wake and bakes. That's, uh, yeah. Because he started that. No, he started that before the Smodcast. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Some entertaining. Well, he's filming so. the sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a reboot making fun of reboots. Very cool. Yeah. Very I'm cool. so excited. <laughs> I didn't know what it was about. I just know that mm. it was a Jay and Silent Bob it's Strikes ex- Back sequel. Yeah, it's the exact same plotline, but just like years later, and when Jay's sober, it's gonna be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Actually, seeing that character played as a sober character would be interesting. I don't know that it's gonna be all that much different. I don't know either. I mean, I mean, like, it'll I mean, be... in Clerks Two, they have like that moment where he's like. I just got out of rehab and he's still selling drugs. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it, it makes sense for the character. That character would totally be that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's just a character more than just like, you know, Jay is an Well, it was person. always a character. It was a character based off of Jason Mewes. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, and as Jason Mewes gets older, he's more like, holy crap, I was an idiot as a kid. <clears throat> yeah, but how many of us can say that though, right? I'm still a kid. You are still a kid, so you're probably still an idiot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I go to art school. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, <laughs> how to be a professional idiot. And you're an old man dating a kid. Ew. <laughs> Speaking of which, is Joey's birthday today. Happy birthday! Yay! What are you, um, 37? <laughs> today's your 30th birthday? Yeah. Congratulations. On Halloween. He has, to run, he has to ruin everything fun. Birthdays what? on Halloween. Birthdays on. So now I have to do birthday ruined. stuff instead instead of doing Halloween stuff. Yeah, but why don't you do both? Because like Halloween, it, that's hard. An awesome birthday thing. You just get I him. You just get him that extra special trick and treat. Ew. <laughs> Are you gonna start ranting about your underwear stores? Oh, oh God! I mean, I don't think this is the podcast for that. Isn't this supposed to be an audio podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am still planning on a on a podcast where we can tell ridiculous stories <laughs> like that that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I've been thinking of maybe getting a podcast station built too, but it's a thought that I think is going to be years down the road. I still think I still think that you and I should be talking about the uh the whole recording this over Skype thing. I know you want to get out of the house, but hmm. what hmm. happens when you get snowed in? You can't make it in. I have to do another solo show. Oh God, that's so funny. I know. <laughs> I Terrible. I think you understand how much determination I have. <laughs> <laughs> snow. I will walk here yeah. all 12 kilometers through the snow and the river. Well, he walks like six kilometers to work in the morning every day. Who does that? Me. <laughs> Lots of people. I mean, like sane people. It's nice, actually. You in know minus forty, because winter? of me, there's like a small group of people who do that walk at work. You're creating a cult. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no fist bumps for that, guys. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Whatever. Like, there's probably four people who also do that walk now. Well, I know Alden did. Alden He's does gone. it. Well, he's not gone yet. Okay. Um, Alex does it. Wow. You're all And they like it. Nope. Because it's just, you... Minus 40 weather, why? You don't have to think about anything, so you just, like, put on music if you want to enjoy music. No, I feel like... if you want to listen to podcasts... The major reason... It's just a nice way to relax. ETS sucks. It's one of the things I... It's one of the things I miss the most about having a long commute to work is having you know time to listen to an album on the mm. way in see i come from the i want to sit on the bus for an hour and so i can read a book i'd rather not read on the bus i'm i'm an I avid motion sickness if i read while i'm traveling mm. i only get motion sickness if i read when i'm like in a car but buses trains i'm good that's fair i have to re- read lord of the rings on a loop read oh yeah I yeah so. i just read it over and over my life or harry potter's mostly lord of the rings 
and the Silmarillion and all his other works. Mm. I have his encyclopedia set. Oh, yeah, I love that. Mm. So good. So dry and boring. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> all of his work is dry and boring, though. Like, I feel like That's you true. have to be a certain age. Like, even Lord of the Rings, it's just like, wow, why did you have to spend three pages describing a field? You or can the, just say there's grass. Or the scene when when <laughs> um, when Strider walks into that bar for the first time. It's not Strider. It's the hobbits walking into that bar for the first time where they're going to meet Strider. Mm-hmm. He spends three pages or more. It's almost a chapter. Descri- exactly, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they take their second step. Well, what he's, what he's really <laughs> describing is like the community. And he like goes through everyone's last name. You're like, why is that necessary for yeah. us to know? Yeah. <laughs> but again, I was 12 when I read when I read it. So mm-hmm. I was that age when I read The Hobbit, and The Hobbit like crams a whole lot more stuff into one book, so it was mm-hmm. a lot more interesting. But Lord of the Rings, definitely, I couldn't read that at that age. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I remember thinking at the I end, I can't of- even watch the movies. Really? Yeah, Joey I'm hates everything much- fun. I don't hate. You hate fun. They are not fun movies. Whoa. I'm sorry. They are they are great I'm, movies. They are not with fun movies. The Clerks Two analogy of like here's <gasps> the first movie step, here's the second movie stumble step, <laughs> here's the third movie step toss. <laughs> I'm so offended right now. I feel personally attacked. See, but but, but that's the thing is is there's nothing fun about those movies unless you enjoy an incredibly slow pace for a movie. You know what? Only like the first Blade Runner, movie, and that is a slow. No, movie. Blade Runner is right, trash. But I mean, I I Dune love. Is a, okay, Dune is also trash, and it is trash. Incredibly slow. You're I have about a hard the nine time. hour one. Dune. Yes. Yes. Trash. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay, I've tried to watch the a Blade hour, Runner. The nine hour made for TV Dune was fantastic. I have tried the, to watch the, the Dune tried. that starred Sting. Not good at all. <laughs> um, so so Blade Runner. Blade Runner is one of those like sci-fi philo- philosophical Oh yeah. It started as a as a book, right? Yeah, I totally yeah. know. It, yeah. It's it a robot's dream of electric sheep or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Right. But um yeah, uh I've tried to watch Blade Runner several times and I fall asleep every single time. And don't we give like I'm a huge fan of that universe. Um but Apparently, just not that movie. I cannot watch that movie. I try so hard. <laughs> well, it's different synthetics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same universe that Alien. It's just if you watch carefully in. in the background, Waylon Yutani symbols pop up everywhere. Yeah. Which is Woo-hoo. awesome. <laughs> I should have worn my Waylon Yutani uh, company t shirt today. Yeah, <laughs> it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Where'd you costume? What costume? Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, exactly. I don't do the Halloween thing. I don't do the dress up thing. But it's so fun. I don't agree. I have I have no I, I take no satisfaction in You being guys hate up. fun. That's what I'm hearing today. No, see, it's it's <laughs> it's the obligation to dress up as something and then the judgment when you don't dress up as something creative, which requires effort to do something that I just don't give a fuck about. Like I, I, I really enjoy and appreciate other people's costumes mm-hmm. I like seeing other people's creativity it's just not something I have any interest in doing there are so there are millions of things and probably millions of things I would rather do than put time into a costume 
I don't think they take that much time, but that's just me, no, and I like wear stuff that's suitable for Halloween year round. <laughs> so the last, the last time, the last time I did a costume, mm-hmm. I was twenty four. I was dating an esthetician, and we got a great idea and made it a an activity. I didn't really care about the costume, but it was something that both of us teamed up together to do, and mm-hmm. we had to go find a suit. We had to go find paint for the suit. Okay, that uh, sounds like way too much effort right there. No, but that, but that <laughs> was the two thing. Steps. <laughs> but, th- but that's the thing is, I don't want to spend a lot of money. I think I think grand total, we spent $12 oh, yeah. on it. And mm-hmm. and she made me look like Beetlejuice going to a funeral. It was brilliant. That's so over the top. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And I was I, like... Then I got stabbed in the forehead. Oh, Okay. Good what? story, bro. Yeah, yeah. I got, I, I got a little tiny scar right above my eyebrow right here. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. a lot of blood. Felt blood. the felt the uh, knife bounce off my skull. See, I don't have any stories like that. It's so. Yeah, she never was... talked to me after that. Oh. Yeah. Wait, she stabbed you? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a funny story? No. <laughs> no, she um. She was there when I was stabbed. And did you provoke the stabbing? No, I did it to myself. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, only had one... Okay, you guys clearly need to hear the story. All right. So, I had one beer at our first party, because we were doing... We were, like, there was, like, four parties we were supposed to attend that night. Um, she was dressed up in lots of skimpy leathers and vampire teeth, and and it was... It was sexy and yeah, she was your age. Woo. Anyway, so she had this one extra piece of leather, something that was hanging off her skirt and she wanted it gone. And of course it's leather and it doesn't rip off. So we get back to my truck after the first party. Only been there about an hour. Uh, I go behind the... I was driving a Ranger again. Go figure. Um, behind the seat, I had some tools. I grab a utility knife, and I don't want to cut towards her, and she can't take the skirt off in the middle of the street. So I'm slowly cutting towards myself, knowing full well that that's you know that's pretty dangerous, right? Anyway, get right near the end, and I'm cutting towards myself, and so I'm really slow. I'm really really careful, you know. But it's leather, so you got to put a little effort into it. And I just get that last little bit, yeah, and then it and gets. It, boom! Uh, my my hand holding the knife has enough strength that it just it just launches the whole hand holding the knife launches mm-hmm. from the cutting zone, bounces off my forehead. That wasn't nearly as dramatic as I thought it was uh, going to be. Could have been. Of worse. course not. I don't have any drama. There's no drama in my life. The biggest drama in my life is the girl that threatened to burn down my studio. See, that sounds like a lot of drama to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that, well. that one was. That was <laughs> terrible. But it didn't happen. Okay, good. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the studio, yeah. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Aren't you guys supposed to be talking about audio stuff? Yeah. Every once in a while, we... Tangent. We can't find something to talk about. You listen to the show, Mary. Like, <laughs> you know how it is, so... Right? <laughs> I just uh, listen to the show to make sure you're not like bad talking me the whole time. I know. That's why I don't talk about you on the show. 
We try not to, anyway. Yeah. You totally do. Except when you just randomly show up and... and it's uh, not random. Like, I plan these visits, like, really in advance. He just doesn't let you know. So, to me, that sounds random. Okay. It's his fault, though. <laughs> I'm not random. <laughs> well, you could you could reach out through Twitter or something and say, Hey, I'm going to be on the show today, guys. No, I'm just the peanut gallery. Just sometimes you decide to put a mic in front of my face. Well, these four mics are always set up, so oh, fuck. if you show up ever again... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't get away from it now. Uh, hmm. well, okay, so... Is there something to talk about today? Well, apparently you guys don't know what ASMR is. Yeah, so what is ASMR? I don't know. ASMR. You're going to make me Google it. So it's like... It's essentially like white noise that's supposed to make you feel tingly. Um, a lot of it is described as uh, trigger noises. There's like a trigger noises playlist on uh, Spotify now, apparently. And it's supposed to... Yeah, I don't necessarily know if it's supposed to like make you fall asleep mm. or what. According to ominous sensory meridian, meridian response. response. So this is, this is, you found the Wikipedia? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the Wikipedia first paragraph. Autonomous sensory meridian response is a term used for an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. What is that, like, uh, so shivers? Like goosebumps? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But it's, like, a really big thing on Spotify and YouTube now is just ASMR channels where it's people, like, shoving their their sweater right up against a mic and then unzipping and zipping the like the thing the God, that zipper awful yeah i don't it's like okay so white noise is a is fine but this is taking that to a whole nother level it's essentially like um oh what's that korean thing where you watch people eat do you know that no oh fuck korean thing where you watch people eat yeah it's a like a there's whole um channels on like youtube and regular tv in korea where you just watch people eat Hmm. that sounds dumb so here's it's like that but audio here are things that are supposed to be able to trigger asmr um and these are reported by those who experience it Uh uh-huh listening to a softly spoken or whispering voice i should have i should have whispered softly when I said that (laughs) Um, listening to quiet repetitive sounds resulting from someone engaging in a mundane task such as turning the page of a book really watching someone (laughs) watching somebody attentively execute a mundane task such as uh, preparing food no receiving altruistic tender personal attention (laughs) so Of course, people get goosebumps when you sit there and just gently stroke their skin. <laughs> when you're getting tickled, you're going to feel a tingling sensation. Oh, man, Clearly, what a you surprise. you guys are not physically affectionate. Um, initiating the stimulus through conscious manipulation without the need for external video or audio triggers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I get goosebumps from, like, some music, like, new music that's, like, really good, but... Oh heck yeah! I can't say I've ever had that sensation listening to somebody put food together. I'm making a sandwich. <laughs> I, I imagine it must have it must have some sort of like mm-hmm. it's probably a psychological thing. I'm totally sure. Mm-hmm. I bet it's more placebo. 
Next, they're going to try to uh, manipulate synthesia. What? It's uh, words, Joey. It's well, when it's, you it's when really... you hear sounds. Or, um, no, what? see sounds. Sounds. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, it, it, it's um, it, it it's. I don't know. Uh, House, the TV show House, nope. had, had an episode dedicated entirely to it. And it was a pilot that what she was hearing through her ears didn't come through as sounds. They came through as hallucination and weirdness yeah. in her vision. It's a very rare thing, but yeah. there are people where, like, as they hear certain sounds, the colors of things around them get more vivid. So, like, Okey-doke. you might hear, or you might see, like, the color red or something like that, or, like, more yeah. vividly, or it mm-hmm. might coat everything. See, I'm used to the other way around, when we'll be, like, where people hear colors. Hear colors? Yeah. I think it's still the same thing. It, yeah, it might be characterized as the same thing, but I know in, like, art school we hear about that. And, w- and what's the term for it again? Uh, synthesia? Or? Synesthesia. 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 Yeah. Sounds sinful. I can usually force it to happen, which makes (laughs) doing audio somewhat easier. Because if you know what colors corresponds to what frequency, it's great. And I know which colors correspond to which frequencies, but I have to be awake for three days before it kicks in. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. So that entirely. I want to deal with that. It's a lot of sugar and Let him do that after you go. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. You can do that when I leave. I don't think I would need sugar or coffee to do it. I would just do it. Yeah. I put an effort into going to bed every day, Mary. I know. If I went to bed when I was tired, I would probably go to bed like every four days. (laughs) See, I don't... (laughs) There's me who like... I'll be up for four hours and I'll be like, I'm tired. <laughs> Go back to bed for 12. <laughs> My naps are like four hours long. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just because we're less whiny. Probably. Complaining is my, my favorite hobby. I believe it. Yeah. I have better things to do than complain. <laughs> really? I still complain, <laughs> but I usually am doing something do. else <laughs> while I'm complaining. You're, you yell at the radio yeah. whenever we're in that's the car. What, that's what people my age and older do. Um, no. Have you listened to your dad listen to the radio? Oh, that's fucking funny. Because <laughs> you're her dad's age? That's how, old, that's how much no. older you are? <laughs> no. But, uh, Mary was telling me how... Uh, because there was a day where Mary drove me to work and I started yelling at the radio because this guy wasn't conveying his thoughts very well. Yeah, it was and, bad. Like, the words he was saying greatly implied something yeah. completely and different. We were on Even our way. I understood what he was trying to say, but the words coming out of his mouth were very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were on our way to my parents' house. No. And it was to work. But oh, was that to work in the morning? Later in the day, okay. you and your dad met up, and your dad was driving you around, or something, <laughs> and then he heard the same broadcast. No, he apparently. was talking about the same broadcast. Like we weren't listening it together. He was just like, "Did you hear CBC this morning?" And this guy was so stupid. Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. get basically, out of Joey's head!" I'm so done with this conversation. <laughs> like, right, right, like just 
regurgitated all of my arguments. Yeah, it was, was word for word. At the radio. Oh, so annoying. I had to deal with it twice. <laughs> That's crazy. Three times, because then you told me about it. Oh, and then I bitched about parents. it. Yeah. And then me and you, your dad were like yeah, having so a bonding you... moment. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Yuck. One that didn't require me dying on the ice. Oh, that was so freaking funny. Dad makes uh, Joey do sports, which is <laughs> really amusing for the both of us. Like, my dad and I just laugh at Joey doing sports. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, we made him go skiing last winter, and he fell right on his face in front of my dad, and my dad almost died laughing at him. <laughs> Awesome. And you were a dick, and you like <laughs> stopped right in front of my face, blowing all the snow <laughs> my into <bad>. my face, <laughs> while I was like sitting there going, "Oh my god, why do people do this for fun?" <laughs> Get good, Joey. Get good. It is. Fun. I'm fine. <laughs> Your dad wanting to go down like freaking triple black diamonds or whatever. It's that, not that steep. That was a blue run, Joey. <laughs> I know that was a blue run. <laughs> He wanted to drag me down a black diamond. Could you imagine that? I'd totally die if I did that. Can I have your gear? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we've talked about this. I get all of his stuff in the will. Yeah, and you're going to use audio equipment. For no, I'm going to sell it. I'll sell it to you. All right, we'll talk. Okay, that sounds good. We're planning your death. <laughs> You should just check to see if she has life insurance on you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't filled out a, a will, so I don't think you get shit. He's probably right. Probably. Yeah. I don't know who gets my stuff. <laughs> next of kin, man. So probably my mom. Eh. I'll fight her. <laughs> You're very tiny. I, I know. know Muay Thai. Muay Thai? Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So now <clears throat> Mary's going to beat us all up. What? Oh. Do you know Muay Thai? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were switching to a different topic. He's nope. trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah, go for it. Next topic. Yeah, I have no idea what to talk about. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were like looking on your screen, like thinking of something to say that's actually audio related. No, I was looking up. I was looking up that ASMR thing. Oh, yeah. And I got to leave this up so that I can, when I write up the, the show notes later, I can reference it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, do you think it's a, like a real audio thing? Do you think this is? I don't think it has any. I don't think it has anything to do with the audio itself. It's. It's just the people. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. They make it sound like such a real thing. This, but, um, mm. so does every other pseudoscientist. Pseudoscientist. <laughs> uh, Aromatherapy. This, um, this article doesn't talk a lot about, um, about audio being the specific trigger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of several it, sensory triggers that could be. Yeah. It sounds very person specific. Yeah. And to the rest of the world, we just call it goosebumps. Or weird people. Well, I mean, everybody's weird in their own, right? Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, so, have another new toy. Do you? Yeah. Are There's, you talking about the API or is this another cool. new? Another, another new one. <laughs> yeah, so the API came in really nice, really thick. I think we talked about that last week already. Mm-hmm. Though, right? yeah. um, 
Well, like we personally have, I, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, well, that's fair. Um, yeah, it, it sounds really thick. I like it. Okay. It's everything I hoped it would be. That's good. And so it's going to, it's going to get used a lot. I have this feeling that I'm just going to start, start running between those channels of EQ, the multiple channels of EQ that we have. I'm just going to start running everything through something just because I can. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the other new toy that I was talking about was um, Hairball Audio 1176, Revision D specifically. Mm. 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 Really nice. You don't even know what No, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Really You're nice. All humming, so I figured really nice componentry. <laughs> yeah, because we're big enough nerds to know what revision D no- means, man. So, so um, this is the this is the first time this is the first time in over fifteen years that I've sat in front of uh, a eleven seventy six that wasn't in a store. Right, right. So I sat I sat in front of one ninety nine two thousand ish. Okay, um, but I never like. I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to touch it. Right. <laughs> uh, makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so so the um, all the little weirdnesses that they replicated from the 1176 are awesome. You are going to love the um, the no compression, all gains, uh, uh, all knobs up, um, vol- uh, input and output cranked um, setting. You're gonna it's love that. Just distortion, isn't it? Yeah, but it's one of the nicest distortions I've ever heard. So, I mean, the trick for an 1176 is all buttons in, crank everything up to 11. I know, I know. You, you still have that option. Yeah. But you the, don't have to actually put in any compression, and it still gets amazing distortion. Okay. Is it a yeah. less heavy distortion? Like it's more of a crunch kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's more of a crunch. Um, but it's. I'd I'd put it up there with with some of the nicer, um, not over the top tube distortions. Now it's obviously mm. not a tube distortion, but it has that same kind of has that same kind of really juicy, crispy midness with or crispy niceness without being without being harsh in any way. Hmm. Yeah. And and the fixed the fixed maximum output of the transformer is a few decibels lower than the um, the input capabilities of the uh, converters. So really nicely set up for. Oh, so it for, already kind of pads itself as you're increasing it, the gain. Well, it it, it just the um, the transformer itself, the yeah. output transformer has a limit to, has a limit to the output. Yeah, which I really like because I don't like running things super hot anyway. And this yeah. allows me to run this well, unit really hot. Usually and- when I have to run a hardware unit like that, like if I was to use a, a hardware 1176 like that, yeah. I would then have another compressor after it that I can adjust the volume on. Right. That's when you don't have to. Now, you, you, you may still want to, obviously, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it showed up, showed up yesterday. Um... It was about four hours before I was able to actually open it up, and it came from came from a guy in Ontario. Um, he way overwrapped it; like it was like three layers of of bubble wrap, 
each layer taped. Oh, yeah. Like, I got a package yesterday where Buddy didn't use bubble wrap or paper. He used egg cartons. I was so impressed. Egg cartons. Yeah. yeah. He just like cut it so that it you know would those, like, like put pressure on the item. Mm. You know the twelve egg carton cartons yeah. where it's like a square. Yeah, yeah those. He just like fit them on the side. Huh, cool. It's really. I want to do that. Nice. Yeah. What uh, would you get? Uh, just some miniatures for a game. Not audio stuff. Not audio stuff. That's fine. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He's an addict. He is. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, I would buy audio stuff, but I don't have $3,000 to drop on a single rack unit. Yeah, yeah they, I'd they, want. Yeah. This, wasn't, this wasn't that. I know. Yeah. I just, Nor was... do I want to spend the time to find those good deals on eBay. Right. That are within Canada, because I just got hit pretty hard with the thing that I bought. Oh, with right, with the, shipping yeah, and stuff. With um, paid twenty five dollars American to get it shipped here, and then I had to pay like an additional thirteen dollars when it got here. Not for shipping; that was just for um, customs like, or something. Uh, it was GST and yeah. uh, other bullshit. Mostly GST, I'm sure. No, GST was like three bucks. Mm, okay, it was well, like nine dollars for something else. So that was probably through UPS or not um, USPS. Uh, yeah, US Post and Canada Post. Yeah. So every package that crosses the border that's above twenty dollars is subject to that fee plus GST. That's stupid. But the like the API, the exact same exact same thing. I had that that nine ninety five charge for processing, and then one hundred and twenty five dollars in in um, GST. GST, right? But if you go through any other service, FedEx, UPS, um, uh, uh, Loomis, um, what are the other cross-border um, shipping companies? They all charge you, like that $10 fee mm-hmm. is $54 or more. Okay. Yeah. So USPS. All right. I know, right? Like that makes me feel a little better then. Yeah. I just remember the last time I, I got a package, it was 12 pounds, like, weight. And I paid, like, 50 bucks in shipping, and I paid mm-hmm. the guy, and I didn't have to pay anything when it got to me. Yeah. Yeah, if if, if it's under $20, $120 value, um, or declared as less than 20 then there's no there's none of that none of those fees it's just it just comes across and there's no gst there's no customs okay yeah um but if it's over twenty dollars that's the that's the line well that's still dumb uh i mean it, it's it's part of that free trade thing right nafta yeah it's still dumb <laughs> well they're they're trying to raise they're trying it's gonna to be dumber that, they're trying to raise that minimum yeah that's one of the negotiating points um, then why trade no, 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 no. Right? Like, if it's going to cost me more money to get stuff from or to... They're trying to make it cost less. That's oh, what yeah, I'm saying. Raise the minimum. They're, so so, so oh, right okay. now, 20 is where they start charging you. They're trying to raise it to 50 or 80. Is that the Canadian government trying to do that? I don't know. Because it goes, it goes both ways, right? Because I know apparently the U.S. just wants to get out of it. Yeah, we can go down that rabbit hole. At least that's what the news seems to Audio be. podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this affects us. We yeah, buy stuff from the this states. Is, audio, audio geeks buy stuff cross border all the time. Yeah, that's so this true. Is, this is an important. This is an important issue. But we're just not getting into Trump stuff. 
Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, and, and Trump just happens to be the loudest about it, but he's not the one. Mm-hmm. The Americans have been trying to trying to renegotiate NAFTA f- for, I don't know, 20 years, right? And there's lots of, there's lots of sticking points that on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. Lots of work to do, I imagine. But if, um, if that deal goes away, then every single, every single item period that crosses the border is subject to whatever, whatever each government decides decides they want. Like, like the, um, like the Bombardier Boeing thing. Bombardier was hit. Bombardier? Bombardier's the Canadian one, right? No, it's not Bombardier. What are we talking about? Aerospace. Oh. Planes. What's the, uh, what's the... Boeing? No, Boeing's the American one. What? What's the, the Quebec one? I think it is Bombardier. Bombardier. Yeah, okay. Because Boeing Boeing's complained to the states, and the states the oh. states hit the states hit Bombardier with a three hundred percent import tax. Yeah, I remember that. Right? Okay. And so they had to sell to a British company that um, had a had a factory down in the states, and now the finished product is assembled down in that British factory, and then they can sell to. Anyway, I'm complicated rules. All because they got some money from the Canadian government, apparently, Once which made it unfair. But they, well, it they was, didn't. It was tell also the United States government that Boeing had to pay the Canadian government back for that money that they got. Bombardier, yeah. Um, but it was it was also it was also Bomb- uh, Boeing's claim that Bombardier was selling those those jets below cost. And that's that was the competitive advantage they were complaining about. They weren't complaining about the money that the government gave them. It was uh, that they were selling was below cost. An argument, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was it stemmed directly from they were pricing themselves lower because they were getting all this money. Again, we should once once NAFTA gets figured out, once the rules change for us, we should have a podcast where we talk about cross border shipping. Yeah. specifically related to audio stuff because one of my big concerns is every anytime I've shipped down there or anytime I've shipped up here it's it's been so hard to classify the equipment because they don't have they have a home theater category which we don't fall under and they have um an appliance category and then they have like a general electronics category and all the descriptors of the general electronics category don't match anything that we do. Weird. So it's it it, it is, and I and I mean, there's probably some there's probably some subcategory somewhere that I just haven't found yet. But mm-hmm. do you get hit hard if you miscategorize? Categor the whatever that word I'm trying to say that categorize. I can't say yeah, know. yeah. I've always just tried under um um. I've tried under musical instruments and that's gone through fine, but I've also tried under um, general electronics and that's gone through fine. It might depend on who well, as processes long, it. Yeah, as long as you're trying to be like uh, as like as honest as possible. Like they don't really expect yeah. you to be experts, you know? Well, and, and I mean, I, I've like the uh, like the preamp that I shipped a couple weeks ago. Um, it uh, just ran it through as general electronics but then i made made you know the note. detailed notes on the shipping forms that mm-hmm. this is what it actually is 
not trying to describe it, but this is the this is the brand, this is the model number. It's labeled as this quad mic amp. Um, it's this value, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Does this affect services, cross border services at all? It does not. Um, yeah, it doesn't affect services. It just affects goods. Now i I have to pay. I have to pay. Um, whenever I claim an American income or claim income from an American company or something, I have to claim that as income and mm. then I have to pay income tax. Cause I, I ship to the U S a lot mm-hmm. doing what I do. So um, whoever, whoever down there receives it, they'll have to pay some sort of customs fee. Well, I'm not shipping products. Well, I am, but like you are shipping products. So if you're shipping products, it's like then, mail, well, yeah, like but, standard mail. Okay, so, so so mail is different. Mail yeah. falls under like you're not shipping a product; you're yeah. shipping documents. Documents aren't a aren't aren't a good. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, these are like custom paintings. They just happen to be little. Well, then they, <laughs> then, they then they fall under they fall under the twenty dollar yeah mark, exactly. Right? So it's fine. But like, I also do like custom graphic design work and stuff like that. And so mm. I was just like, "Hey, anything, should I be concerned?" Anything <laughs> you did, anything you delivered digitally, mm-hmm. d- um, isn't subject to the customs rules. Yeah. See, after three D printing gets gets big, yeah, it's and, gonna suck. <laughs> and that's when that's when that's when you'll have to deal with customs. Although, more importantly, it'll be your customers that have to deal with customs. No, because I'll just send them a document and they can three D print it in their own house. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> 3D printers have to get better. Oh, heck yeah. But the public yeah. library has them here. I know. You can just go really? to the... Yeah, you can go to the EPL and just print stuff on yeah, their 3D they printers. They even have recording studios. Yeah. Are you sure? Because I thought... They're not very good. I thought, <laughs> I thought the, Mil- the, the, the Milner library was the only one that had one. Um, And that's going under some serious reconstruction right now. Yeah, it's vacant while they're yeah. rebuilding. But It's gutted. Uh, like totally good. By Southgate that also has recording studios. Okay. What? Cool. Yeah. yeah. What? Where? Which one? Edmonton Public Library by Southgate Mall. What? Which one? Which one is that? Um I need the branch name. Branch name. I don't I know am the a branch name. Again. Go to Google. You have a phone? It's almost dead cuz oh. I don't know what I do with my charger. Is it an iPhone? No. Oh yeah. Then um there's some plugins it's like USB-C. for USB-C. Plugins for it downstairs. USB-C? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Fuck if I know. Sad. It's not our fault you bought the one phone in the world. That Excuse me? Androids are getting converted over to this thingy thing. Yeah. Slowly. I'd rather not have an Android. USB-C. What is it? USB-C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thunderb- Thunderbolt thingy thing. Uh, that's not Thunderbolt. That's what, it's, that's what people told me. I don't Even know anything USB about it. USB and Thunderbolt are well, completely different. If it's Thunderbolt, then you can plug it in over it's there. It's called a USB-C. That's what it says. Yeah, USB. Here, you go plug it in. It's so, not a Thunderbolt. It's a yeah, USB-C. Don't, uh, I, I'd, I'd recommend not plugging it in here because I don't want to pay for the damages. If it's, <laughs> yeah. I was working on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, actually, um, engineer in town, gets in a car accident can't make it to his gig um way south of the city um and uh Brazil gives me a call okay. asks me to fill in um 
corporate gig, which was awesome because there's money in corporate. But the entire rig is is one of those um, X32 minis where there's not actually a console. Oh, yeah. It's just a wireless connection. <laughs> and so I had to mix the whole thing off of, uh, off of a Samsung tablet. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was fine, right? It was one of those uh, aftermarket. You using like a couple of mics anyway. No, 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 no. This was full band. Oh, it's yeah, a full, full band, band corporate job. Okay. Full band. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was like 16 inputs or something. Okay. Yeah, three singers, two horns, two keyboards, bass, drums, and tracks. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday I had to show somebody how to use an X32 who owns one and has owned one for like a year and a half. Who's that? <laughs> um... <laughs> Don't say names. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was debating. I was going to only say his name. That was a close one. (laughs) Which wasn't even his legal first name, but uh, (laughs) some guy in town, he he does a lot of corporate stuff, Hmm. uh, and he'll come with his buddy to Long McQuaid, and he'll ask pretty much the rental department in general, like Hmm. tips on how to run sound and stuff. Yesterday, he came in, and he was asking questions which ultimately led to how do I make monitor mixes for everybody in the band using an X32 (laughs) and Uh, so I walked him through how to like do that how like on the X32 being like so here's your kick drum on channel one and I like ran some David Bowie through channel one because I only have one David Bowie song on my phone and I only have it on my phone so that when I need to use my phone for testing purposes, <laughs> I just play that one song. Which one? Um, Gene, Genie. Uh-huh. Uh, but had that playing through Channel 1, and then I was trying to explain, like, so this is Channel 1, you select Channel 1. Now we have sends on faders. You push that button. Now let's see how all the faders are down. That's telling you that there are no sends going to these aug- or these outputs. Now, if you're in channel one of your outputs for your monitor sends, you can move this up and that sends to that speaker. I had to spend a half hour explaining the signal flow to him, like over and over and over again. And like the way he talked, it was like very amateurish where he's like, so I'm going from my monitor into the board and I like was trying to correct him until I eventually just gave up and it's like yeah sure <laughs> I think there was like seven times where I said that's not how signal flow works buddy it's your instrument goes into the board from the board it goes out to the monitor but yeah younger guy uh he's probably my age maybe a couple years older alright yeah that's weird man that's weird. But it, they they do run audio, but a lot of the stuff they do is pretty bare bones basics. They do a lot of corporate gigs where they don't need to make monitor sends and stuff like that. So I understand it. I also understand that they bought an X32 because they've been told by a lot of people that this is the best that's on the market type right. of thing. And so they bought it just for those reasons instead of buying it for what they need a board for yeah i mean it's pretty diverse but 
after showing him how to make monitors and he finally like understood how to make a monitor send and how to make multiple mixes because I was trying to explain to him like this channel one in these sends here is your mix going to and you have to cycle through everything you have to do a sound check and he's like asking like what if they don't want to do a sound check then I guess they don't get monitor mixes <laughs> yeah as <laughs> uh, so, like just a like a lot of like experienced trying to tell somebody who doesn't have experience mixing bands and the professional audio world I guess of like if a band doesn't want to show up they don't get a monitor mix yeah and then after all of that he's like so how do I feed effects through to their monitor and then it's just like shit I've never done that before on this board it's the same way exactly the same way the the the, the effects returns fader has sends that you would just do it the same way well I tried to do it as like an insert into the channel so I like oh, I had selected yeah. the output and then I found a way to insert a to have an insert either pre or post EQ right then I engaged that and then I was having troubles like figuring out how to route the insert yeah. and like it took a little bit of me playing around with like settings and being like uh how, what is going into my insert here <laughs> and then like figuring out like oh I have to actually physically select insert for this bus channel for it to actually apply oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah for, for all its amazing capabilities it does still has some have some goofy workarounds well, yeah, but after I got the inserts to work, then it was just like going through the effects and being like, why isn't there a mix knob or a way for me to adjust how much is going into the insert? And like getting frustrated there. And then I just eventually, I like threw up my hands. I was like, hey, buddy, read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I... Like, if I was going to do a show that I needed to know that stuff, I would read the manual, and then I'd probably have all that stuff preset going in. Right. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you, you can't run out and run a show if you've never worked worked on a console before. Yeah. And digital consoles are not easy things because no. it's layers of menus, and you have to know exactly what you want to find in order to find 32 is quick i find like I, I managed to get to that point where mm -hmm. i could got the effects to work yeah. without reading the manual because it is fairly straightforward in the way it's laid out yeah but there was still a lot of menu diving and like i know exactly. i was confusing him because <laughs> i was like like i was starting to learn the board and like know where things were because of going back and forth and like reading things and being like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> well, and, and even ask Mary like I, she showed up for lunch while I was trying to figure out the the effects channel oh thing. that was that board you were playing with yes oh <laughs> oh my god his face <laughs> I was frustrated I see that obviously but you survived Great board mm -hmm. I loved the board I just if I needed to do that again I would read the manual yeah. and I'd have to be paid good Use advice Google. for everybody Google Google <laughs>
That brings us to the end of today's show. We'll see you guys all next time. Follow our hosts on Twitter at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.